everyone, welcome to another Balance and Wellbeing podcast. Today we're talking about the perils of judgment and blame. How to let go when you feel wronged. So I guess most of us are honest enough to recognise when we are speaking or acting without love. For example, we might get angry at the kids when they abandon their chores for the umpteenth time. Or we might get frustrated when a colleague is doing a task without care, they're not doing the right thing. Or we might even release our tension on a utility or telecom provider. Most of us can probably relate to that one, being on the phone and getting frustrated and blaming for judging a little bit. But I guess, does it have to be like this? Sometimes we excuse or acknowledge our behaviours or reactions, but we just dismiss them as being busy, or that's normal, it's part of life. And perhaps it is, and perhaps it is just a part of being human. But the more we do it over time, is that really helping us? And if we just dismiss it, is it going to come back and perhaps manifest somewhere else in life later on? So what can we do to stop this in the, in the instant and perhaps detach from that need to be right? So that's what we'll be talking about today on today's podcast. My name is Sam Eddy. I have a background in financial services and leadership roles in marketing. I also have a psychology master's and have... Um, trained in counselling. My co-host, as always, is Katie Walls. Katie, you have a background in HR and you're also a complementary therapist. Welcome. Good to speak with you again. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks, Sam. Looking forward to the discussion. Yes, it's um, something I often talk about in some of the workplace wellbeing training I do for clients. And I often get people to reflect on something in their life That is difficult, a challenge. It could be something simple as getting cut off in traffic at work, um, being bumped on public transport, something that just generates those kind of exaggerated emotional responses where often we might start to go into that blame or judgment mode. And it can be really interesting because it can take a little while for us to get there in terms of being perhaps able to be aware of our judgments, but also how perhaps they aren't always helping us. And we had a bit of a chat, Katie, about that wrong or right. I know in that kind of case of being cut off in traffic, that feeling of wrong or right comes up in terms of how dare you cut me off? You know, I was, you're driving badly. I'm running late for work. Why are you targeting me? It feels personal, all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, what what comes to mind for you around, around judgment being wrong and right? Yeah, I suppose from from experience and observing people's tensions in their relationships, once we go into that wrong or right, we're actually gone because it becomes a standoff and like a stubborn standoff and you've got different perceptions. So you can always find something that appears to be wrong and something that appears to be right. But if we're holding on to that, we're not actually open to a resolution so to speak or going deeper or bringing a deeper understanding as to what's actually getting in the way we're more guarding our position and and wanting to be right so to speak so it's it's not really gearing yourself to um yeah going deeper with what's presenting or letting go of some of that judgment or blame or resentment that might be there and you see it with little kids as well when you observe them playing and both of them all want one particular toy and they'll just go in for it and grab it, especially as they're learning to share more. And it'll be this standoff that happens. And that behavior doesn't really, you know, we can stay with that. It might alter and, and be a bit more polite, so to speak. But it's still coming from that same place. And, um, you know, just dropping some of that and going, actually, I, I'm, I'm wanting to get to um, 
a more supportive way of communicating with each other. And if if that's your objective, then you actually start to see the patterns of wrong and right more and how how it doesn't get us anywhere. Does that make sense in a roundabout yeah, way? Yeah, it does, yeah. absolutely. And it, I think that the um, the example of children and the way they manifest those behaviours is a great one. Mm. It just made me think of often when kids are young, very young, they get their special toy or they might have their special bear or doll or whatever it is. And it's often communicated to them that it's this is your special thing. It's yours and you kind of need it to get to sleep. And so I just wonder if perhaps we're setting kids up to have this, have these things that they need, something external, relying on something external for their own net worth or self-worth just for them to be happy. And then, of course, at some point, kids, the older they get, the more they've got to interact with other kids, they've got to start to play and share. So these conflicts start to come in around, well, hang on, but this is mine, but now I've got to share it? I don't understand. So this kind of association with external things um, can start to cause conflict about, well, this is mine, so therefore I'm right. You know, you can't have it. So we start to probably, not deliberately, of course, perhaps give um, kids sometimes, you know, these mixed messages that can lead into, um, I guess, some of these issues and and I know that we talk about from a, I don't know I guess brain development perspective from the ages of zero to seven we start to learn we kind of just absorb information on t- on record without any filter so we gets I guess we we then to start start to pick up on these what's right on wrong from our parents what our truths are our morals all start to form because we don't ever question them they come in and that can I guess perhaps influence how we our unconscious beliefs which of course then can manifest later in life, particularly in our relationships. Yeah, so true. And it depends how developed we are or how much kind of space we're wanting to give ourselves to work through this as to how we can support our kids um, with those aspects as well. And and it's not being hard on ourselves and there's, you know, there's no such thing as perfection as we've st- discussed previously in podcasts. Um, but it, it's just going, actually, do I want this pattern of judgment and blame to have the hold on me that it does and create the tension that it does? Or do I want to step back and observe this? And often it just takes one person within the dynamics to take that that step and offer that to, to anyone else as well. It's like someone's got to go first. Someone's got to go, you know, this isn't working for us anymore and I, I don't want to have this constant tension because it's so easy to go into it when we're stressed when we've got more time demands or financial pressures any unresolved patterns that are there in our relationships just surface and are so much stronger and you know even if you may not know what that next step is but the fact that you're acknowledging oh god you know I just go straight into judgment or I go straight into blame you know, blaming someone else so I can deflect and not have to feel the tension of my own responsibility. And that's often a catalyst for judgment is we don't want to feel that responsibility. And there's there's always the aspect in ourselves that wants to develop and wants to um, uh, kind of improve things for in in truth. Mm. And then there's Mm. a part of ourselves that goes, no, don't want to go there. Can be bothered, you know, that self aspect of us. So getting used to that as well and then 
And then if you go, no, I, I, I don't want to play that out. I don't want that to continue. I don't want that to have the hold. Then you get to start to see and feel in your own body when you're going into it rather than it automatically having the hold and you're automatically yelling at the kids or yelling at your husband or partner or wife or whoever it happens to be or even just getting tense and harsh in your voice. It doesn't have to be yelling, um, but you feel that shift within yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it can I guess it can manifest also in those, you know, passive aggressive tendencies too, even if it's as you say, not overt overtly yelling, it's um just sort of, you know, some under undercutting occasionally, some remarks here and there <clears throat> that comes in when we're sort of judging others or we're being sarcastic, we're using kind of humor to deflect or, you know, have a bit of a dig at someone. You know, we probably all do that occasionally. So it's clocking, I guess, how how it manifests in different forms, if it is the overt anger or if it is something a bit more subtle, but still ultimately it's causing tension for ourselves and then potentially creating an atmosphere as well. And and the, I guess the more we judge and blame, it starts to erode trust. I was talking about, uh, sorry, I was at a, a, a conference the other week and um, the former MD of Swiss Wellness was talking about bringing all your baggage to work and being and showing fallibility and vulnerability at work which I thought was really nice to see a senior leader talking about that from a career perspective because I think often when we don't show vulnerability, uh, we can't, We have to have everything, you know, all right. We have to be the perfect parent. We have to be, as you were talking about perfection before, Katie, we have to be the perfect parent or um, have a really highly successful career and we're so focused on that, then we feel we can't let our guard down and that causes tension because we have to be on all the time. And in, in my experience, that just also leads to more judgment and blame because often we're judging ourselves, we're so rigid, but then we have little tolerance for behaviours in other people that perhaps we might know we do sometimes, but we just mm. we can't look at because life is so controlled. Oh, look, you've offered so much in all of that, which is brilliant. I love, I love when you introduced um, the subtleties. And that's, that's one to really kind of feel with, you know, if you want to go there with working what with, with the blame and the judgment aspects. And it's exactly the same. And look, quite often it's easier, if, at least if someone's yelling at you, you can see exactly what's going on and where they're at. Whereas the more manipulative kind of subtle aspects that we can go into of, of the blame, the judgment, sarcasm, or, you know, putting it under the guise of joking, um, it, it has a big effect and one's not worse than the other and often we can get a bit smug and go, well, I'm not yelling just because mm. we're going under that radar. But as far as harm or as far as affecting the people around us, it's just as insidious from that point of view. And if we can start talking this way where there's no judgment on ourselves for it, it's just a pattern that we've gone into to cope with what's happening. So it comes from a stress, it comes from something that's unresolved um, and then you start to go, yeah, how can I blame myself for it? It's just the pattern that I've gone into to deal with life but I, I want to shift that pattern now and I, I, I don't want to have, have that hold and that really leads into the vulnerability aspect that you're talking about, Sam, because when you see it that way and you start to understand if I'm not resolving this, my relationships actually can't go deeper because I'm holding people at bay and that's what judgment does. It just holds people. You know, you're, you're only letting them in so far or as you're analysing them and until they're 
perfect or whatever we perceive perfect is, which doesn't exist at all, then I'm going to share more of me when, when it's yes. safe to do that. But it's such a condition that we're putting on and then we're never going to get there. And there's always that aspect of us that does want more connection in our relationships or more harmony in our relationships. There's a natural pull for that. It's part of, you know, our DNA, etc. We don't like tension of unresolved aspects or conflict. Um, so at least we've got that working with us. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. It, and then it just depends how much we're saying yes to observing it and clocking it and working with it. And the moment you clock it, even if it's just starting to see the pattern of the wrong and right and going, wow, I didn't realize how many times a day I've just got this little subtle voice going on in my head of, wow, yeah, I was right with that. That person was wrong. Why did they behave that way? Or why did they talk to me that way? Or um, maybe if I say this, they'll understand. Or maybe I convince them if I, I do that rather than reading more deeply, feeling what perhaps is going on for that person. You might have all the answers there, but just not taking it on board and not personalizing things. Because if we've got that default where we're always going into, oh, I've done something wrong or I've caused that or that person's angry, I've got to make it better for them. It just fuels the situation. Mm, the feeling personal is the key one, isn't it? That often we, we do take things personally and um, we and even if people are behaving difficult toward, uh, inappropriately or being difficult or whatever, we, we often use that as a reason. Well, it is personal because mm. they're attacking me, but I always often talk to people about, well, look, yes, we're not excusing their behavior and you still have your lines in the sand and you push back, but they, they would probably behave this way to someone else if it wasn't you. So it's not personal in the sense that it's about you. So if we can kind of, you know, put that distance, let's create some space between people's actions and then who we are and not take it personal, then we can kind of at least, we're actually probably able to push back with more clarity and calm. And we find perhaps that people often then don't seek us out for that behavior because we're not, we don't fuel it, we don't resist it, we don't butt up against it. Um, often we sort of take the moral high ground. Well, that's not appropriate. I'm not going to put up with that behavior. You know, why should I? And of course, on a practical level, we, we we don't in some ways, but we don't also then add fuel to the fire, judge and blame. We can kind of at least perhaps start to see why people are behaving the way they are. Because often when we unpack it, there's usually reasons why we're in judgment and blame um, and we're judging others or being difficult. So I always talk to people about, well, you know, how is it that you've gotten to this point at this point? at this point in your life when you're feeling really frustrated what's going on what's going on at home what's going on at work um, it's hard sometimes to look back and do this and it's not necessarily about reliving all the all things that have gone on in your life but just understanding it so if we realize that perhaps oh, i've just got new kids have come along so i'm having no sleep i mean a bit of survival works just kicked off as well so I can feel my tolerances my energy levels diminishing you're like okay so it makes sense why i've been a bit judgy or blaming of late while I've been perhaps judging my partner more than I should or judging my colleagues. It's just about accepting, okay, I get the reasons why. So now I can start to maybe focus on my well-being or start to reduce the stress in my life to really help with that. So we kind of have a bit of a plan around it. Yeah, perfect. And um, 
you know that that because the build-up that you're talking about when things are really stressful or things have changed that's when we'll often go into looking at other people's behavior more the focus like pulsing into being overly sensitive shall we say or, or um, taking things to heart a little bit more than, than what normally we'd be able to deal with and sometimes under that also it's a fuel when we are really busy and there's a lot going on for undealt with resentment so that's when it can you know anything that you haven't looked at that's been there to look at or things that haven't been resolved going back it could be years and years and years in a relationship and something when the stress is there you know it all starts to come out and and you just might hit a plateau where you're not feeling that you're resolving something then that's a great time to look at getting support perhaps or having those conversations um, even though if it was a while back in the past just to, to clear that build up and to have more understanding um, with the other person as to where things are at or how you're actually feeling as well. Yeah, I think often an indicator if if you, if you know we're having an argument in a relationship or a partner um, even with or even just ruminating over something and perhaps about a colleague and we go to those lines of you always do this or you're always this is the way you always behave that can I guess be an indicator of resentment because we're sort of going to these these beliefs that we have perhaps deep down that come out in the heat of the moment as you say Katie that kind of made me think of that and so it is a it is a good opportunity to go okay well why is it I'm I'm going back to this in the heat of the moment when tension is there. What is it that is underlying this? And I think your advice around perhaps getting some support, speaking to someone, you know, whether it's be a, I don't know, a counsellor or um, have a trusted friend, just getting some support is obviously um, employee assistance programs if you're listening from a work perspective, which can give you, you know, free access to some help. I think that is really useful because if there's a resentment is there and you're feeling angry, there's perhaps some anger behind it or you're noticing these passive aggressive tendencies coming out um, it is good to really try and and get under the skin of it because it, it can cause you just unhappiness and tension so I think that is really good advice I always talk about um, other things to do these well-being anchors that we can set up so you know has exercise dropped off diet food we talk about this stuff a lot katie but it's kind of all fundamental you know if you're going to the gym burning off excess adrenaline and tension and then you perhaps you're going to see someone you might be almost you might be more open to the conversation because you know you're looking after yourself you might be sleeping a little bit better all these things kind of one after the other really impact on it and if we are tired and busy and not looking after ourselves it is almost impossible to see the wood through the trees so in the heat of the moment when you realise these, you're getting like a, a surge of adrenaline, the heart races, when you've perhaps been cut off in traffic or your partner said that thing that really irritates you, mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment, you know, are you going to have, what do you need to do to have some awareness to be able to, to walk away, take a step back um, and let it go and, and often realise that perhaps it's our egos that are being bruised as opposed to who we really are behind our ego. Often it's the ego that likes That's to survive so and yeah. and I want to survive. I'm Maybe right, you're, you're wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the standoff starts. <laughs> Absolutely. 
and, and it can be nice to recognize the ego, can't it? Because it's not really who we are, but it, it does want to survive, no. and it can. We can be living in ego a lot, and if we don't oh. realize it, it's we're living in ego far more than what we want to realize. And when we start seeing that, then we can go, okay, I've just got to work with this. Either do it now or later. Yeah. <laughs> so true. But that, that's a that's a great point in general well being and clocking. If you're feeling a, a huge amount of tension in yourself, just look at well, what slipped? What was I offering? Feel when you were feeling good. What were the variables? How was you know what care were you offering yourself? What's contributed to that? But it's not a bad thing, and that's what if we start seeing tension as insight as um, it's it's like a, a, a teacher showing you there's something there to work with rather than resist the tension and get frustrated with it. Go, okay, there's an opportunity here. And seeing the opportunity in that tension that I've, I've got something that needs to be looked at here or something that I can learn from myself. And um, rather than, yeah, trying to go to vices to alleviate that tension, be it food, be it, um, checking out in front of TV when you actually know going for a walk is going to support you more. Just, just seeing where you go to when you feel that tension rather than seeing the opportunity in it, that's a big breakthrough in itself. And then take, just taking it step by step. And if there's any unresolved hurt, um, that's why it's a great suggestion getting support if need be or having those conversations because it could be something unresolved from years ago with your partner where you felt, I'm just using that as an example, where you felt really hurt, where you felt really let down, and you're not even aware then part of the pattern of blame um, and, and the judgment is because of that aspect and just by having a conversation and your partner might not have even been aware of it, that helps to shift the dynamics hugely. So often we haven't clocked within ourselves what's at the core of the blame or the resentment. Mm. Um, just being open to that and just seeing what you start to see is really insightful. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is really powerful stuff and, you know, powerful advice because if we can start to, as you say, really see the opportunity, get to the core of this stuff, it can open up so much opportunity and, and, and free so much tension. It's, look, this stuff is not easy. So if you're listening and you're kind of in it, this stuff is not easy. It is not easy to ask for help. Um, often guilt goes hand in hand if we realize we're struggling with this stuff, mm-hmm. judgment and blame, anger, whatever it may be. It, we do feel guilty as well. And um, and I would just say it is normal. It's, it's normal for us to do this, particularly when tension is high. So try to sort of set that guilt aside and know that even, you know, even if you've behaved in ways that you would wish you wouldn't have or you would rather not do again, it's great just to clock it because, and and then reach out for some help if you need to, because it can free up so much um, energy, and it can be a catalyst to really change the relationships that perhaps are are under a bit of strain, and and who knows, even open up new relationships or whether it be Definitely. at work, home, it, it, it can go into sort of all different areas of life. Yeah, and then we're mm. starting to actually feel what it's like to have the relationships we've always wanted. Because we know it's possible, we know that the, the um, disharmony, it doesn't feel good. So as you work with it, it's like, oh, wow. And as you say, friendships constellate or work opportunity, opportunities constellate when we're working on behaviours that have been getting in the way. So it's like everything you wanted can be there. It's, it is right there, but it's not easy. And that's what's great that you've mentioned that, Sam. 
because often we've had a pattern to avoid going there with these aspects, hence why they've been running for so long. Um, but then getting to that point where you're vulnerable, as you mentioned previously, and you're open to going, look, everyone's feeling this. Often we'll think it's just us and we'll be hard on ourselves when we do feel the judgment or the blame or you know, when we've behaved in a way that we're not proud of. But everyone's got to walk through it. Some people are better at hiding it than other people, but we're all the same. And, and we've all got to you know, work through these aspects in life. And I feel the greatest thing is once you start doing it and you drop the perfection and you start showing to your family whatever that consists of, um, that, that you're prepared to be honest with yourself and take responsibility. And I said something the other day to my son and I could feel he reacted to it and I didn't actually mean it that way, but there must have been something in my delivery he was reacting to. And I just said, look, I'm sorry I saw you react then. I'm sorry for that. What were you feeling? And because I went there with that and just took a responsibility, he was more open to share what was going on for him. And then we really got to a beautiful place with it um, because he was just meaning something happened during the day and he was quite sensitive to it. And But he could then feel, you know, there was nothing coming from me. So it actually took our relationship to a deeper place of just an understanding. And there'll be other aspects that come up from that. But by acknowledging what's happening for the other person and, and just showing your vulnerability or your willingness um, mm. to be honest and to see what's going on, that's huge, be it at work and, and or home or wherever it happens to be, just showing the people that you've clocked things, you're aware and, and you're connecting. Um, that can lead to some great conversations. It's a fantastic example, and you know, thank you for sharing that because it is. I guess it's a, it's a it's a good one in terms of it's sort of in the heat of the moment stuff, isn't it? You know, something's mm-hmm. happened, you've detected a reaction from someone. You know, the temptation is it's a, it's kind of a choice point, isn't it? Do I just sort of ignore it because I don't want to real feel that I've even contributed mm-hmm. to someone else's suffering, or even if it's just a, a small thing, mm-hmm. um, or do I just sort of actually go, okay, well, you know, how are you what feeling? You know, yeah. what was that happening here? What, yeah. Because if you're feeling someone else is feeling as well, they might be living on a face that they're not. But we are actually fundamentally all the same on the inside. Oh, that's so true. And look, you know, we had a chat, didn't we, before we came on, just about um, being busy. And I can feel it in myself being pretty busy, you know, really doing some lovely, great work and really enjoying it. But I also know that the mental mental fatigue is, is a little bit there. And so I've really had to anchor down on gym meditation um, I know it's a busy period and sometimes we can't stop these busy periods but it's what do we do how do we recognize it because I know I've gotten a couple of emails and I've been a little bit triggered mm-hmm. about just sort of overreactions and you're like oh okay this is not something I'd normally react to what's going on and I would say that you know we talk about this stuff a lot Katie you probably have pretty good awareness around it but it's still we're still it's as you say we're all the same we all experience yeah. this and it and it will still catch you out and that's okay yeah. it catches it's you a out work from time in progress time. all the time it's like yeah. <laughs> you, you see something it's like oh cool and then the next thing's there and the next thing's there it's like there's, there's yeah. no break in between <laughs> that's right <laughs> which, which is good from an evolution point of view but sometimes you're like can I just have a breather just that's a right I thought bit. I dealt with that one <laughs> But we've done that one. But having said that, you know, I guess if you're in the heat of the moment now, it look at you know, the more you do this stuff, it does get a lot easier to do it. Absolutely. And 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 it frees up so much time and energy. Yeah, and then you want more because you can feel actually this is what it's all about. 
I didn't, you know, you look back years before going, wow, funny, what an event, but it, it, that's kind of irrelevant. But it's just one little baby step lets you see so much. And it just, it does take someone to go first or within yourself to go, hey, I'm going to, and another, actually, this is what I was going to mention too, another tip with that, whenever you're feeling tension, what I've observed is our natural pattern is to go out to the other person, what's happening around me, what's triggering me, you know, that that wrong and right thing. But mm. what if when you feel that tension, you stay with yourself and go, what's my response here? What, what, you know, how was my body? What was my delivery like? Because we can't control anything else and there's a tendency to want to do that so that we're not actually going deeper within ourselves. But what if when you're feeling the dynamics, even if it's not directly to you, but around you, are you taking that into your body? Are you taking that tension that's happening between two people or a few people or in a meeting? If the discussion gets um, intense, are you reacting? Are you bracing your body in any way? Does your heart rate pick up in any way? Or are you able just to stay with your breath and observe so that then your response isn't fueling to that tension? So that you're offering um, a platform that if anyone else wants to go there as well, rather than contributing to the dynamics and, and look at a deeper resolution, um, then you've, you've offered that. Just, just You don't even need to say much. Your body's offering that as well. I love it. Yeah, I was going to say something similar just around, um, you know, really getting in touch with the physical side of this because, as you said, you know, being with the tension, knowing your symptoms, that what, what happens when you're triggered in these situations? Does the heart race? Do you feel a bit sick in the stomach? Is it a slow drip of adrenaline? Because if we're clocking the physical side of it as well, that that because they're the things that are hard to resist, the, the, that mm. physical tension we feel, it's sort of almost fueling these, the ego, this sense of right and wrong. So in the heat yeah. of the moment, if we can be so in tune with it and go, oh, heart racing, gee, I really, I really, really, really want to tell this person they're wrong, but <laughs> it, it, is it really going to help me? Is I so it, want to do that. But, I so but, want to but do I'm it. Bite but, my tongue. <laughs> yeah, so there might be a bit of dueling in your mind between ego and, you, <laughs> so and, the, and the person behind the ego, but. That's okay, but it, yeah, it, do, it, it, do it, stay do with it, 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 stay with it, break with through it, it. <laughs> and then it exactly. becomes easier. But you get, I love, yeah, I love the honesty <laughs> here because it's exactly that. And because we're so used to that default mode, it is yes. like that. That is what we're going to have to do to break it first, and then it becomes easier. And then you've got the pause beforehand before you go into you know, yelling at kids or raising your voice, whatever it happens to be, or even getting frustrated. That pause is longer. And then the opportunity to know, okay, what's going on here? Perhaps what what's the kid's day been like for the behavior to be this intense now rather than, oh, I've had a big day. They're just trying to bug me. This is the last thing. I'm just going to snap here, you know, to see what they've come home with, what, what they've picked up in the playground or, you know, if they're, if they're racy or what's happening rather than just, just going to that default, having that pause and pause a bit longer as well. Yeah, I love it. That's a, that's a nice, um, nice description. That pause just to really create space to sort of really um, get in between <laughs> reactions yeah. and and blame and judgment because that's often what we need. It's time and space is yeah. often always comes down to in this busy world. Yeah. Um, Katie, any last thoughts from you? We've had this sort of time has just disappeared on us because yeah. it is such a we, such an important topic. Yeah, it is a really important topic. There's so much more that can be shared about it. Maybe for another podcast. Um, 
but be playful with yourself. I'd suggest we can get really serious um, when things are tense and that can be a default mode, but see it as something everyone's got to go through and how beautiful and amazing if you're that person that's going to go, hey, I don't want to be fueling these dynamics, the judgment, the blame, the resentment in my relationship. So I'm going to start looking at it. I'm going to start coming back when I feel that tension and going, hey, where am I? Where am I at? What am I thinking right now? Where am I not wanting to take responsibility and just feel the magic of you having a shift within yourself and then seeing how that other person responds. No expectation because it's you know free will if they want to go there or not. But it's pretty amazing when you're taking that responsibility, no perfection, just honestly going, yeah, I, I want to look at this and learn from what I'm doing here things can automatically shift quite quickly when the other person is saying yes to that as well. And then you can start, you know, talking that way, going, oh, wow, if, it, if it's a partner, did, did you realise we didn't go into our normal spin then? How cool did that feel? How lovely did that feel? Or did you realise we pulled ourselves up? Or did you realise, did you see when I was talking to the kids then that they responded so differently um, to normally at this time of night when things are a bit chaotic? So clock it. And, and appreciate it when, when you're feeling a difference. Yeah, reminding and, um, of that success is yeah, so important, isn't it? Absolutely. We're so easy to, you know, we're so, we're so quick to be harsh on ourselves, but we've got to acknowledge and confirm when we're seeing shifts and for each other as well. Um, be that at work or be that at home going, wow, that, that meeting felt great. Look at where we got to. You know, we, we worked through a lot in that time, in that space. Um, so, yeah, and how about you, Sam? What do you? Yeah, think? look, I think that's. I think I like the idea of these breaking these cycles and then really focusing on the success when we have a little win, because it is. It's. It's. I guess we do. We've done another podcast on self doubt and nerves, so it's. I guess counteracting that voice of doubt as well, isn't it? This stuff's all interlinked. Mm-hmm. So I think that is nice. The, the, the more we can do it, recognize the successes. I also just say slow, slowing life down. Generally speaking. You know, I talk about this a lot, but, you know, are you rushing to the train? Are you rushing out of the house in the morning? Are you rushing to work between meetings to pick up the kids? If we're slowing down these transitions in life, um, it has a nice calming effect on the mind, the body, but there's more presence or uh, mindfulness coming into life so that we can start to tackle this stuff. So we are able to perhaps have more uh, more, there's more of a chance we can do the pause as you were talking about before, Katie. So just adding just a slow life down by 5%, 10% without cutting anything out necessarily can also really start to facilitate the opportunity to practice this stuff that we've been talking about. Mm. So thank you all for joining us. Okay. Hope you found this episode useful. We'd love to hear what you think. So if you have any comments, feedback or suggestions for future podcasts, please feel free to email us at info at parentsatwork.com.au. Katie, thanks so much for being here again. It was a great chat. Yeah, thank you, Sam. And thank you, everyone, for um, yeah, just observing and um, experiencing what, what you see from the conversation. Absolutely. We look forward to you joining us online again for another Balance and Wellbeing podcast soon. Thanks again. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to another great podcast proudly brought to you by Parents at Work. We hope you feel inspired and you've got some fresh practical ideas to help you with your work-life balance. If you like what you've heard, please share it with others and subscribe to the Parents at Work podcast page. 
And remember, if you need extra support or would like to send us your feedback, please email info at parentsatwork.com.au.